Welcome to the Broadcast Dialogue podcast, the show all about the media industry in Canada. Good afternoon and welcome to State News File. I'm Hannah Lapine. We have a busy day ahead on State News File today. Carlos Todd will have a look at sports later this half hour. But first, let's check in with Darren Bain for the weather. Hannah Lapine is just one of the students in SAIT's technology, radio, television, and broadcast news program that now finds herself part of a second-year team of students virtually shooting, editing, and producing a news program from home instead of spending their last weeks together in an on-campus studio. Like many post-secondary courses across the country, the program was tasked with quickly moving online. Instead of simply sending students home with work, instructors at SAIT decided to raise the bar and transitioned on a dime, just like many newsrooms across the country. Led by television instructor and industry veteran Lisa McDonald, she and Lapine joined me on this episode of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast, to talk about virtual journalism and the prospect of entering the industry in an uncertain time. Lisa McDonald. I'm actually a grad of the state program. It was called CTSR back then, Cinema Television Stage Radio. So I graduated from the program in 1980. So 40 years ago, believe it or not. So I was lucky enough while I was at SAGE to be working part-time at a radio station in in Calgary and I'm, I'm actually from Vancouver so I was working at a radio station CFAC radio at the time just part-time and then they I did my practicum there and they ended up hiring me to be the all-night news girl that's what they called you back then and then I went on to CHQR so now part of the chorus network uh, it was a talk radio and uh, and still is news talk uh, radio so i went there as a reporter and the weekend desk announcer i was super young when i graduated from say it i was only 19 and so it was kind of exciting getting into the industry and uh it was pretty robust back then at radio stations had lots of employees like you know 60, 70 employees at a radio station. And so that was kind of a neat place to work and lots of mentors to learn under. I then went to work at what's now Global Television. It was channels two and seven back then. I went to work as a producer there and I was the weekend producer uh, for a while and then got on full time. And then I was a news producer at Global for 24 years. And so I kind of grew up at Global. I was working on Morning Edition for about the last 12 or 14 of those years. So very early in the morning, it was really early. And then I went to City TV as the assignment editor. I needed a change and uh, they were liking me working that morning shift for a very long time and I didn't want to get up that early anymore. So I went to work at City TV for about five years and then came to State. This will be my 10th graduating class from SAIT. Hannah will be among my 10th graduating class. And many of those students have gone out into industry and, and done great things. And I'm, I'm very proud of all of my students. It feels very full circle to me to be back working at SAIT. You know, I'm, I'm hoping to end my career here at SAIT and, and feel like I can kind of hopefully give back to those students that are going out into the world of broadcasting and and will carry the torch for us which they've been doing admirably this last few weeks while we've transitioned into this 
bizarre world that we're in right now. Uh, I'm Hannah Lapine. I am born and raised in Calgary here. And I pretty much decided to go into this program because I grew up watching the news. It's always on at my house, my family's house. And I work with the Calgary Flames. Um, I work game nights there and I'm constantly around game presentation and their reporters. So just working there the last couple of years while I was in high school and I took a year off after I graduated in 2017 and I was still working there. And that's kind of when I decided like, this is something that I want to do. And Sate was just like, I've heard nothing but good things from it. I knew someone who was in it, in the program, a year ahead of me. So it was just kind of a go-to for me. I didn't even think about going to like BCIT or any of those other schools. It was always safe. Take us back, Lisa, three or four weeks to the discussions that were happening about trying to keep the program going. Well, it was, it was, of course, you know, everyone was evolving at the same time. Things were evolving so rapidly and all of a sudden they were, they were saying, okay, well, you know, we might have to limit students on campus and this and that. So we were there, um, I remember it was about four weeks ago. We were there all weekend, uh, several of us in the office trying to figure out how we could make things work, truncate things, maybe limit the number of students in any kind of group at any particular time and then on the monday uh we came in and they're like no we're we're putting it all online they're all we're shutting the whole place down so at first we thought we would at least be able to work on campus you know and that perhaps our students would be able to still access checkout and things like that so that they could uh you know access the cameras and equipment that they typically use but anyway that became quickly uh no so then then we're all like okay well what are we gonna do here so uh, they gave us monday tuesday and wednesday to figure out how we were going to go home basically and and make things work so uh, some of the courses at state uh, you know they moved in are a little easier to move into an online environment many of the courses at state are not easy to move into an online environment because we're working hands-on with a lot of specialized gear and so ours we felt was one of those but we thought well i don't know we'll figure something out you know broadcasters journalists it's like what well, we'll figure something out so um so anyway i had a conversation with my colleague shane mcqueen uh at the time and a couple of others and i said you know i would like to run the tv simulation from home i think we can do this right and they're like uh, I don't know about that right now I'm like I'm like yeah yeah it'll be fun it'll be fun right and to the students were all kind of like mm, Lisa, right you know and I'm like no no it'll be fun and, um, and I'm like yeah sure don't worry and so anyway we had to learn a whole bunch of new technology we're doing um, mostly Microsoft Teams to do these kinds of meetings like we're having here on Zoom and so I went out and ran around and Got, I didn't want to take over my husband's space here at the house, so I got a desk and a chair on Kijiji and got it all set up and borrowed an extra monitor from work. And, uh, and anyway, we're all set up here at home. So then we met with the students on the Thursday. So we hadn't even missed a week of school at that point. They had not been in school for three days, but on Thursday we met with all of them, first years and second years. And we said, okay, this is what we would like to do. And my colleague, Laura Knope and I, who teach, uh, she's the radio broadcast news and I'm the TV broadcast news. Uh, we both have been running our simulation 
in real time as much as possible, uh, hers in radio and mine in TV for her first year, for our first year students. And then for our second years, we've been actually doing these shows. So it's been challenging. All of us had to try to figure out all kinds of different ways that this was going to work, how they would be able to shoot on their phones and integrate video and clips and everything else. Fortunately, we our VPN is still working for the most part anyway with most of them. So they are still able to access right in newsroom 4.5, our news program. And so that way, you know, if we couldn't do that, it would be, we really couldn't do it, you know, and we can write in that we can, they can shoot on their phones. They've been able to still edit in um, Premiere Pro, which is on their laptops. We have students, I had, I had, I mean, one's in Salmon Arm, um, one's in Medicine Hat. There's, you know, several that are not in Calgary for sure. So that's been interesting. Hannah can speak more to the challenges on their end. <laughs> well, I'm interested in, in having you take us through the day. You start with a morning meeting, like any newsroom. And, mm -hmm. then, and then what happens from there, Hannah, from a student perspective? It depends on what you're doing that day. So if you're a producer, for example, I was a producer last two weeks ago, I think it was. After the morning meeting, you pretty much just start like you would at school. It's pretty much the exact same because you do have access to newsroom. So you just start putting your show together and we're, we have a really good class where we all are really close and we talk a lot. So even throughout the day, I'll be on Microsoft Teams on video chat with the anchor and the sports anchor throughout the day and we kind of still work together. So it is still like we're at school. Nothing has really changed. And then we have a noon meeting with Lisa where we kind of discuss our progress and what we need to get done still. And um, noon is kind of when most of our stuff is due. Like all of our, um, I don't know how you would describe them, Lisa, like our form. Pre the pre-production graphics. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's due at noon. And then, yeah, we pretty much just keep working and our reporters in the morning, they're trying to get their interviews done and they're trying to get all their um, footage in the morning. And then the afternoon is just kind of putting the show together. As an anchor, you have to record yourself on camera, you know, in a room, pretty much voicing the whole show and putting, inserting all the video. It's a lot more work, I would say for us, but it, nothing's really changed. Yeah, it's think. surprising, Connie, that how how we kind of feel that way it's it's weird that we're not physically together uh because we're really you know we're always in the news where everybody's in there and you know we're all kind of you know yelling at each other and you know that kind of stuff but we're really it has been kind of seamless hasn't it hannah where the morning meeting takes place at 8 30 so we're all here just like we are here with you connie and and so okay well hannah what do you got for a pitch today and then we you know discuss the different aspects of it and how are what are they going to use for video and how are they going to interview people and so that's been very interesting in itself that even though we are distanced from each other we we don't really feel that way i don't think i i don't feel that way because i get to see their faces every day and we get to 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 be together every day it's going to be weird when when everybody is when school's finished in two weeks but it's weird when school's finished in two weeks every year so you know and, and we don't see anybody else you know? so what would ordinarily be happening at this time of year 
exactly what is happening right now. So for instance, on Mondays, um, I have a full slate of classes on Mondays. So I do a class with my first years, first thing in the morning from nine till 11 and, and they're doing speech and things like that. So we're all still doing that. And then we're doing critique sessions right now. So, you know, I play back one of their items and then we talk about their speech and things like that. And then from 11 to one, I have the second years and we do a bit of a preliminary kind of what's ahead for the week, what kind of things are you gonna be doing? So I would normally be in a classroom, we'd be doing that. And then I, te I teach a digital class to them at this uh, point in the year as well, because they do have to write for the web as well. So I would normally be just talking about what they're doing in digital class. At this point, they're basically working on their demos. So they have to create a website with all of their demo material that they would put on it so that when they would be applying for a job, they would just give the link to the website. So that still takes place. I actually think it's been really, it's been kind of fabulous for them that they're having to do this because I think in this post-apocalyptic thing that we've got going on here, when they go to apply for jobs, they can say, hey, I had to work through all of that right? I had to, I had to make that work. And, um, and I understand how to do that. You know what I mean? I was going to ask you the amount of broadcast journalism that's being produced right now, virtually, it's probably unprecedented. Do you think the industry is, is coming back from this? Or have we learned something about, about how broadcast journalism can be produced? Yeah, I'm interested to see what happens at the end of the game. I was talking to, um, I had to call in a couple of favors for, for students who were supposed to be on their practicums this month, right? And then couldn't go to their placement. Anyway, one of the guys that's supervising, I thought he put it well, and he's a videographer at CTV, and he just said, well, you know, uh, this is it, isn't it? It's mobile journalism, you know? And I think it'll be very interesting to see um, at the end of things, I mean, cause it's pretty cool. And like, there's a lot of really interesting stuff you can do. And I think the technology will improve so much, you know, just because of the time we've had here, you know, the cameras will be better and, you know, uh, on these kind of devices. So, and the streaming will be even better on these kind of devices. So we don't have any, any mm, glitches, you know? I think it's been absolutely fascinating for them. I, I, what do you, what's your take on that, Hannah? I think, I think it's been pretty cool. Yeah, it's been cool. It um, kind of opened my eyes because, like Lisa said, I didn't think it was possible. Like I, when they said we're going to produce a new show, we all just kind of <laughs> laughed and said like, yeah, like yeah, right. Like we'll see. Um, but honestly, like yeah, it's pretty cool. You learn a lot about like. Um, just how much you can do on your own without using like professional labs and cameras. How are the students feeling about everything? Is there a sense of loss? Because you were part of the graduating class of 2020. You, you won't get a convocation and I don't know if that was important to you, but, but how are you all feeling? Um, it sucks because, you know, you spend a lot of money to go to school and learn these things. And like I said, a lot of our projects that we were working on, um, we had to kind of start fresh because now that we don't have those resources we had at school. So it, it definitely sucks because a lot of our work, we're not able to produce it as 
such a high level and we just I don't know for me I have such high expectations of my projects and now I have to almost accept that they're not going to come out as good but I I don't know it sucks because we can't all be together at this last month but I think state is going to put on a convocation they sent an email that they was, they're going to postpone it so hopefully we'll be all be able to come back together as a group one last time because it sucks obviously we didn't really get to say goodbye yeah i think that was one of the weird things too because it was so like okay everybody what you know like and uh we were we were there and then we were just not you know and uh and so that that's that was really kind of weird right you know so we didn't really get a chance to uh to have that you know kind of you know, it was just so strange that it happened so quickly. But, you know, kudos to Sate for, you know, trying to, you know, to be proactive about, you know, keeping everyone safe. You know, we are an institute of technology. So um, all of us kind of embrace that, I think. And that, that uh, you know, that, that stood us in good stead, I think, in this, in this instance, because, uh, because we're all so game, you know, kind of thing to try the technology out, you know. Hannah, how are you feeling about entering the industry at such an uncertain time? Um, yeah, like when I, I just came back from practicum that uh, end of February, and I was pretty confident that I'd be going back there this summer. And now I don't really know, like I don't really know if they're gonna be hiring. I don't know what to expect. I'm trying to reach out actually today to see kind of what, what they're thinking. But yeah, it's, it's, it's uncertain for sure, but I'm not really, I don't feel like I'm in a rush because this is going on. I feel like everyone is kind of in the same place. So I'm just kind of waiting to see what happens, but it would suck for if I were to lose an opportunity because of something like this. Is, is there any note that you want to end on? What I would like to end on is that I am so, hopeful and excited for our industry as a whole because I think that the focus of all the world right now is on um, media and how they are helping you. Uh, you know, I used to say to the students, everybody else is going home when you're running toward the thing, you know, and, uh, and you're telling them to stay home and you're going to work. And I think that's very true with this. And I think there'll be a lot of opportunities for these young people, especially with this kind of training that you've had over the last uh, few weeks. I, I think I, I've been trying to make a, a point for them about how they'd be surprised how much this is going to get, get seen and get noticed. Even just being here with you today, Connie, is, is pretty cool. This will get looked at by news directors um, across the country and hopefully they'll look to to want to take on some of these young people who have been working so hard and you know are going out into a kind of an uncertain an uncertain world all around you know I don't know what the new normal will be I hope it means that there'll be a lot more people that are paying attention to news and information coverage than there has been for a while now Thank you both for joining me. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Connie. It's been a great pleasure. And Hannah, always nice to see you. Yeah. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>
Thanks for listening to Broadcast Dialogue. For more information about the podcast or to receive exclusive access to our weekly briefing about the Canadian media industry, visit us at broadcastdialogue.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, connect with us on LinkedIn, and follow us on Twitter and SoundCloud. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.